0: hello good evening good afternoon good morning from wherever you are and you're listening to this podcast i'm mick and i'll be doing the challenging thing of trying to keep you occupied a couple of times a week this is the beer stash sports podcast now we talk football we talk wrestling we talk nfl we will never ever ever talk about stuff that we don't really know about because otherwise you'll say enough so what we're going to do we're going to do this podcast a few times a week uh, you can find me at micmacion.doccom You can find me at on Twitter at Mick McKeown 80, which is at all lowercase kids, M-I-C-K-M-C-K-E-O-W-N 80. This show can only be recorded and it can only do well with you, okay? Now, everything's going to change on my Twitter, everything's going to change on my Instagram, everything's going to change on my Facebook. Now, basically, what you want to look at now is the best podcast in the world. bs Sports Podcast. That's B-S-Sports Podcast. Okay, okay. So what we're going to try and do first is, I'm going to tell you a little about myself. It's the first podcast we've ever done and we're going to uh, run with it. It's not scripted. It's not got anything. Basically, we talk crap. But we talk crap with the points and the point is that we want to get the points across. Not just me, but you guys. Because as I said, it doesn't work without you guys. Now, I just want to give a shout out to someone who has helped me and has got his own business up and running. Now, in 2020 pandemic, bloody crap. It was a washout. But in 2021 and beyond, it's going to be on. If you're looking for the holiday, the sun, the snow, they give my friend a go at luxury underscore escapes underscore by underscore james that's on twitter on facebook and on instagram at luxury underscore escapes underscore by underscore james find me on twitter instagram or facebook have a little look so how are we all they, they, I'm coming live from Blackbird in my little man cave, uh, where I've been held up for God knows how long now, because basically we're not going to get anywhere very, very soon. Now, I'm a Everton fan, uh, but I'm a football fan as well. I'm a Patriots fan, but I'm an NFL fan. And I am a wrestling fan. And I have been for all those things for God knows how many years. I mean, I'm 40 now and well, it's been a very, very long time. Um, With Everton, I was always brought up uh, as a Blue. I was always, it was my dad's thing. We all got brought up as Blues, me, my sister and my brother. My mum was a Liverpool fan. Yep. She's now buried under the patio with Simbad. Yeah, down Brooks are that close, but you know they'll she, find it, don't worry. <laughs> um But I'm a football fan more than anything else. Now the first podcast I'm gonna do is dead easy. It's about everything. But not just about everything, but in football in general. Now, Everton Football Club have been the sleeping giants, I think, which they have been. Um for years, for god knows how many years, what 1995, we won the last trophy. We've been close a couple of times. Uh we got beat against Chelsea in the Cup and Man United in the semi cup and whatever. Um I think since Mishiri, since, well, since Mishiri took over as the reins, as the owner, I think Everton have flattered to deceive, if you like. They've tried to go too quickly and go too fast. You know, appointing directors of football is all good if you're an established top four, top six football club. We tried to do it a little bit differently. And we appointed Steve Walsh. um, Let's put it this way. I think it was four years ago, that transfer deadline day, Steve Walsh in Italy with his briefcase and his white, you know, shirt on. Apparently he was signing three players uh, from Inter and three players from AC Milan. Yeah, it didn't quite go that well. I didn't really. You come back with nothing but a tan. um You fast forward to now. Um, we have Marcel Brands. Uh, I'm like I'm going to be quite honest with you. I'm not that convinced on Marcel Brands. Uh, I think he's done some good business. I think he's done some great business, but I think he's done a lot of bad business. And there is a rumor now that he is contracts up. I I hope we do because I think at the minute he's done some good business. Um, I think all the business over the summer was fantastic. I think every bit of business he's done over the summer was fantastic. Um, I think he's trying to swindle down those Steve Walsh Um, There's players that I may think could do a job. He was still in the books. There's players that I'm thankful who have gone. Because I think once you buy a player from called Sandro then on a hundred and twenty thousand pound a week I think it was then I think we're all in trouble then aren't we? I think he scored one goal and no, that might have been two I think he only scored one in the cup and one in uh, the league I think and that was about it. but anyway we're going back to today to the now to the good days now the Premier League is nothing what we we thought would be this season. Um, we all thought Liverpool last season, when he ran away with it, undeservingly so, um, would be champions again. Seems a little bit of, I don't know, how can you put it? A little bit of friction in the camp, if you like. Um, I don't think they're playing half as good as they were last season, and that was in the full stadium. Manchester United, top of the league again tonight by, I think it's, was it was four points, three, three, four points tonight, uh, after the wing against Fulham, no one expected them to be there, I actually recorded something before on my phone, um, and it was two years ago, uh, I think it was either yesterday or today, whichever one So. The Manchester United fans, when Ollie was in charge, Manchester United fans were going to the chairman owner, his house, I think it was, was it Woodward, and they were outside his house kicking off because of Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer. Look where all the Solskjaer is taking them now it may be a different uh, chat for a different night about managers not getting time but fair dues to manchester united they have kept faith and they have kept the supporters who pray for blood because it's the supporters who get managers sacked not if things are going wrong we get on the managers back we get the players back they're gone Slavin Bilic, this season, didn't do much wrong to me. Got sacked because they didn't like the second football, the West Brom. But, Man United are doing well. Man City are coming into their own at the minute. I think they're slowly finding the groove and they're slowly getting back into the title race. After a slow start, but... That's just Man City, Man City will always be that good, and he will always be good, same as Liverpool. Leicester, will be Leicester, the underdogs, everyone wants them to win, everyone wants them to go on. They've got a good, good team there now, they really have, and I've been very impressed, they attack fast, a lot of people don't like him, and James Madison. I think he's a cracking footballer. I think he needs to tone down his uh, you know, a little celebration, <laughs> but that's what He's a class, class, class footballer. And it's not just him, have bought well, and they've got a good manager in Brendan Rodgers. Um who else is there? I wonder. Who else have I missed off? Oh yeah. I won't go there, yeah. Chelsea. Now, they were my tips for the title this year, uh, before the season. I thought they spent a lot of money. I thought Timo Verne looked a good, good player. I know they've had a little bit of injuries, and I think it was uh, the big signing from Germany. Ermerfield, I can't remember his name, it escapes me. Uh, he had um, about COVID, and I don't think he's recovered, uh, recovered that good uh, from it. But Chelsea and another team, I mean they came to Godison, and we at, well I wouldn't say absolutely hammered them but we beat them convincingly um and we've got Arsenal um yeah Arsenal spent too much money on players that don't fit the team or might come good over two years nicholas pepe i know Everton will am to him uh whether we wouldn't have got him but there's far far too much money for him but i think it was, what was it, 68 70 odd million for and he's he's pulled up about as much trees as i can do an animal fan you know what i mean it's there's nothing there he just doesn't go past players it just doesn't cross the ball. It just doesn't hit anything. Now we come to the big conundrum. Now, this is as I said, this is always gonna be my first podcast and always gonna be about Everton. Now I'm gonna be as I don't know I'm gonna be as straight as I can. Uh, I'm gonna be, but i'm gonna give you some facts and i am gonna give you a little bit of info on why i think everton football club will this season in the strangest premiership season there's ever been why they could break the mold stay tuned for part two hello and welcome back i'm glad you're still listening if you're not i think you're missing on some great stuff again my name's mick and welcome to the beer stash sports podcasts you can find me on at mick mccune 80 that's m-i-c-k-m-c-k-e-o-w-n 80 on twitter now I'm just going to give a little shout out again. You can find this on Facebook. Which is Purple Turtle Prints. Get all your personalised gifts without leaving your home. What could be easier than that? Come on. Any occasion. Purple Turtle Prints on Facebook. Have it covered? Get on it. Get your own stuff. We've got Valentine's Day coming up. Get your missus something. We've got any time here. Get it up. A purple turtle prince on Facebook. Now, we're going to talk about Everton for a little bit. Now, as I said, with we have um, Michael Silver. Who flattered to deceive, he really did, I thought it may have been a good managerial position, I mean, I I personally, I like Roberto Martinez, thought his football was attractive, I thought, well, he got us into, you know, in Europe, he was good, you know, Morales, Lukaku, but he had that base there with Lukaku, going forward, and, you know, let's, That's not airs and the gracie. is probably one of the greatest strikers in the world at the minute. He's that good. But he learnt his trade at Everton and that's where he flourished. Okay. Didn't rip up any trees at Man United. I thought he was better at Everton. Fast forward there, Marco Silva. He brought Richardson to the club, which is probably the only thing that he did. Oh, well, he didn't, because he brought Michael Keane, but Michael Keane didn't really pull up any trees at that point. He was a good player. He's now a better player. We went through a phase where we had Sam Allardyce. Now, for me, it was the most darkest time since Walter Smith, that I can remember. Um as a manager of Everton. It was dire football. He I, I no Everton fans took to the man. I don't think any Everton players took to the man. Obviously Marco Silver came then. And then we had Duncan who filled Hulk filled our hearts with joy. And he did. And I'm pretty sure he filled a ball boy. When he picked him up against Chelsea, and he's just gave that lad that best day, and he's going to remember that forever. But he put the most important thing is he put a bit of pride back in Everton Football Club, and he really, really did. Now there was rumblings about Carlo Ancelotti, you know, a sixty-year-old man at that time taking over a club where. We needed some serious rebuilding, and we really did need some serious rebuilding at that point. And he took the job, and I remember sitting in my little uh, man cave, uh, and I texted my dad, and texted my brother, and went, Ancelotti, he's going to be Everton manager," and they're like, "That now nah, and we'll believe it when we see it, and we'll believe it." When we think he, I didn't believe it. I don't think I can still believe it now. He's a man of absolute accolades. But he's a man who demands respect. I think you've seen that with Everton performances, um, especially now that he demands respect and he will command respect. And he's brought in his own little, you know, his own regime and his own, you know, with his son, David, and... All this and but he's kept the core of Everton with Duncan Ferguson and a couple of the other lads, like used who's doing the um the youth stuff, and John Ebrill's come in and stuff like that. Um, but I'm just going to run you through, he's now 61. Now he joined in 2019. Okay, now this may or may not be gospel. But I think there might be a little bit more on it. But what I've looked into. He's played 43 games for Everton. He's won 22 games. He's drawn 8. And he's lost 13. Now, that's a win point average of 1.72. Now, away from home at the minute, we're... I think, I can't remember where I've seen it, but we've won more games this season away from home than we did. And I think it was 50, uh, 43 games from, uh, done. I don't know. Might be something like that. But if you look at his Chelsea record when he was back in the Premier League last time, I think it was 2009. Oh, two th- yeah, 2009 he was. Um... He played 109, well, sorry, managed 109 games for Chelsea. He won 68, he won drawn 17 and he lost 24 when he was Chelsea manager. He did win a couple of, I think he won a few trophies there. But that's a win percentage of 2.3%. Now, compared to... Not even half those games for Everton that he's managed. It's nearly, I think it was, it's not a lot of percentage less. Now, if you look at his last job before he joined Everton, uh, from 2018 to 2019, he took charge of 73 games in the league. He won 38. He would fourteen and he lost sixteen. His win average is one point eight two. His most memorable, see, well, memorable time at one club was at Milan, through two thousand one to two thousand and nine, just before he joined Chelsea. Now he took charge of four hundred and twenty games there. Okay. He won 239 games. Drawn 98 games. And lost 83. Now remember we're talking 8 years there. His win average was 1.94. Now this man has won trophies absolutely everywhere. And I mean everywhere. For Everton to get. Carlo Ancelotti. People have asked me, "Is it a big payday for him? Yes, it is a huge payday for him. Is this probably the last job he's probably going gonna get because of his age? Yes, it probably is. Now, does that mean his hunger, his desire, or his likableness?" To get results when you think, you know what, we're not going to win here. No, because the simple fact is, he's that damn good. He's that damn experienced. Me, and I think most, 90% of Everton fans are still pinching themselves that they can boast a manager like Carlo Ancelotti. Now, his first transfer window, he absolutely told Everton Football Club, these are the players I want, these are the players I will get. Now, we would never have got Alan, who, before he got injured, was a pit bull in the midfield Like I haven't seen since Peter Reid. That's how good he is. Okay. De Cure. Is the ball winner. And box to box. Who just binds everything together. And he's been absolutely. He's probably a, a little bit of an unsung hero this season. Compared to what we've signed. Um now we have James Rodriguez. Now, if someone had said to me this time last year, Everton would be playing with James Rodriguez in their football team, I'd say go to shit, basically. Um That on what I don't care what we pay him, if I'm honest with you, I don't think it's gonna be a lot because the lad wants to play football and it's the only team. The took a chance on him, if you like, and he knew Carlo, and he wants to play for Carlo again, and that's my point. Hamish Rodriguez. What I've seen, I've seen every Everton game this season, and when Hamish plays, Everton play better. There was a thing on uh, Twitter before, who was the best crossover ball? David Beckham. Or Kevin De Bruyne, it's a completely different argument on a pole. For the simple fact is, they played in totally different positions. David Beckham always used to play where James is and ping it over, or ping it anyway. Kevin De Bruyne plays in the middle and plays nice little cube balls, nice little through balls, and this is what got me thinking about James Rodriguez. He has this little affection with Luca Dean from the right, crossing it over to the left. We saw it against Wolves. Dean can either, you know, it's one of them. It's, I like to play that way. And that's what um, James Rodriguez does. I prefer him to play in the centre, uh, but he pings that ball. With his left peg. Because he always cuts inside. And he's got a wonderful left peg. And for me. To have. James Rodriguez. At Everton Football Club. It's not even a. It's not just a coup For the club. For the club's little. You know. I've got to, I can't remember what it is. What is it? He's a fantastic uh, player. Um, the word I was looking for was all the things that come into it like the promotions, like the everything there. We Everton apparently fantastic in Colombia, we have thought we'd have there, but I think with a manager like Carlo Ancelotti, I think. I'm to, what I'm going to do is now, I'm going to wrap this up in a bit. Um, I want to put this to every Everton fan there. What is your best performance, do you think, Everton have done this season? For me, it was the Wolves game, where you beat them 2-1, away from home at Molyneux. I thought it was an absolute masterclass. Uh, we didn't have <laughs> hardly any wingers. We played three at the back, both um, left backs, right back, going forward in left wing and right wing position. We had no Richardson starting. We had no striker. We had Gilfie Singinson up front with Hammers behind him. And I thought it was just a very, very professional Carlo Ancelotti performance and we've had some great results this year and I mean great results especially against the top, so called top 6 but I just feel that that was our best performance of the season I thought it was a Carlo Ancelotti masterclass and I don't think any other manager in the league would have went to Wolves Wolves are a great team Proved prove that last season to do what we did there. I thought it was an absolute thoroughly, not fantastic, nothing special, but a thoroughly professional job. And I'll go on to next podcast. If you want to listen, we'll go on to it. If you don't want to listen, you're missing out on. It. Okay. Um, I'm gonna no, in fact, I'll do it now actually. Yeah, I've got time, I mean, yeah. Alex Iwobi. You know, he was one of the signings that I thought, oh shit, DeMarco a Silver signed this one, he um He's always flattered to the at Arsenal. He was in the he was in the team, he was in the squad, he looked good, he looked bad. He came. He was, now I keep forgetting Alex Wolby's only twenty four, and I don't, I don't think anyone realizes this. He's still a young lad. At the end of the day, you know, he was a right wing. It was left wingy when we signed him. Now, when he signed, he I think he scored. I think it was the FA Cup game. Can't remember who he was against. I think he scored in his debut, didn't he? And Eddie, um. In two thousand nineteen might be right, might be wrong. I don't know. Um, but the way he's playing at the minute, he's slowly becoming undroppable. And I never thought I'd say that. His work rate under Ancelotti is absolutely fantastic. He's changed positions, he's come over to the right, he's played right wing back, he's played right wing. He's not the great, greatest crossover ball I've ever seen, but it's not just that, it's his work rate and winning the ball back and going towards now. And he's becoming a very, very integral part of Everton Football Club, and that can only be achieved under Carlo Ancelotti And his backroom staff. He never pulled any rugs up at Arsenal. He had a big price tag. For what he was now. Alex Awobi Is becoming. An Everton. First tick on the team sheet. And that's down to himself. That's down to. Carlo Ancelotti. It's down to the backroom staff, and it's also down to his teammates. Alex Awobi, I've got absolute nothing but respect for you, man. You know, you fought your way back. You fought your way into an Everton scene, and you've stuck it there, and you have become undroppable. Anyway, I never thought I'd, uh, I'd finish on Alex Wolby's undroppable, but he is. Now I'd just like to just run through those two places you really want to go. From me, Mick McKeown, from the Beast Sports Podcast. Go down. at luxury underscore escapes underscore bad James find yourself a holiday for this year because god damn it we all deserve one and you'll sort your out and again I just got to like to thank purple turtle prince get all your personalized personal gifts without leaving your home what could be easier go on facebook Go at purple turtle prince. I'm Mick. This is the Stash Sports Podcast. At Mick McKeown 80 on Twitter. Get in touch. Tell me what you want next. If you don't want anything next, well, tough, I'm going to do it anyway. But you might as well get in touch. Remember, we do everything. Football. NFL. Wrestling we don't do golf because we can't play it i thank you for listening love you good evening good afternoon good morning From wherever you are in the world if you're not in the world where the hell are you that's what i want to know welcome to the biggest stash sports podcasts. Now, we had one episode last week, uh, which is now on Spotify. Oh, I know. I've got up in the world there. And also my main place of call is Anchor FM. Okay. Now, if you're not familiar with the podcast, then It's a very easy podcast to be even trying to follow, we follow sports, we follow football, we follow wrestling, we follow NFL, we follow UFC, which is a huge fight tonight with Conor McGregor, but we're not following that, Uh, boxing, we follow everything I know, which excludes, sorry, if you like golf, or anything like that, then, tough, or cricket. Sorry, I can't comment. Anyway, last week we um, we had a little look at the Premier League as it was last week. Which has got a little bit uh, tasty this week. Which it might go a little bit more tasty next week. But we'll see. And follow obviously uh, Evan. Uh, we had a little look into how they were. And where they're heading. And what is the motives this season I think we covered all last week so we're not gonna harp out about that this week we're gonna have a little look at WWE going into the Royal Rumble which is a week on Sunday at the end of the month Um, and where we are with Raw and where we are with Smackdown and maybe where we are with NXT okay now as i said i do my own thing and i'll put my own stuff on uh, this podcast and wwe and wrestling is very very close to my heart um i've watched it and i've followed it for numerous years um i'm not an expert because i don't think anyone is because it keeps changing have ever world of wrestling is changing. But going into probably the second biggest pay per view of the year, Bar Mania, we're going to look towards the Royal Rumble um, and where the top stars are in this COVID world. And where sort of, who's going to look to win the Royal Rumble? Now, the hard part I think um, I have a pick um, and I'll be explaining my pick but I don't think that's gonna be the main event I think whoever I pick will be in that main event but I don't think necessarily it's gonna be the main event with two people if you like with two with one champion and a challenger so let's get to it but before i start i do again i shall always um give props and give a little bit of exposure if i can to people with businesses now 2020 was a washout 2021 come on we can do better Can't we? after this silly global pandemic you know let's get him on if you want it if you're looking for the holiday Hey, maybe it's a sun. Maybe it's the snow. Who knows? Then give my friend a call. He's just starting up his own business. I think if you don't give him a go, at least give him a prop. Okay? And get him into it. Come on. He's a good lad. And we'll go for it. It's at jet luxury underscore escapes underscore buy. Underscore James and you can find him on Twitter or Instagram. Again, that's at luxury underscore escapes underscore by underscore James. Now if you want a holiday, just go for it. My you can get it a cheap deal. You no know all these borders open. Get on him. man if you can sneak me in your you know your duffel bag, then we'll go on money small. So anyway. We're looking at this week's Raw and this week's SmackDown. Now, as I said, we're approaching um, the Royal Rumble. Um I said, uh, the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. Now, not a lot of matches, in my understanding, are in stone uh, for WrestleMania, which makes it even normally now. You have at least an inkling of who's going to Wrestlemania or the big matches this time we don't maybe it's because of the pandemic or maybe it's a lack of ideas I don't know uh, but we don't I don't really uh, I'm just throwing off the top of my head there's a wrestling fan who I think may be in the main events at WrestleMania. Okay, now Raw for me at the minute, Raw is uh, it's pathetic. <laughs> I'll just go for that right of the bat there. Um, <coughs> Raw isn't what I remember. Raw, I mean, I last week, not last week, the week before. I kinda liked the start of it. I liked Triple H coming out and I like Triple H you know, going for Orton and it did sort of wangle into a storyline. Uh with Alexa Bliss coming out and popping Orton with a fireball. <laughs> you know. Hey, that's only what is it? That's only saving manslaughter you know bleeding out. Randy Orton attempted murder on The Fiend, you know, go figure, that's how WWE writers apparently like to go, it's not edgy, it's crap, but anyway, um, so we had that and I thought that was quite good, but this week's Raw was really really bad, I don't know if it was lack of McIntyre with his COVID issues which he will be back next week. Um, Goldberg only shows up for 15 minutes a year um, so he's had 9 minutes so if the match does go ahead at the rumble it will be a 4 minute match for 15 million dollars or whatever he, he's going to gain there's no real lack of direction with Raw at the minute until The Fiend comes back which I like The Fiend I really do but he's been poorly, poorly handled he should have been something like The Undertaker where when he when Taker first showed up he was unbeatable do you know what I mean I mean you're looking at you know people who have you know been undefeated for that long when he first started out and you look at why has fiend been protected more he, he's been beaten twice in the last two matches by Randy Orton and it's like Do we really need Randy Orton anymore? Not so much. I like Randy, but he's so slow and you can't get a good match out of him anymore, in my opinion. That's that's just how Randy Orton is. Great professional wrestler, but going through the motions, you know, who would I have the fiends feuding with that's a bloody good question on the raw roster i don't know i really don't know i would have liked the kevin owens fiends going on a little bit more than it did when it was on raw but it didn't or sorry on Smackdown but it didn't and you know we'll get more a little bit more into that later um but yeah from raw respective uh, perspective I think the only one who comes out with any intrigue is Alexa bliss I think she's reinvented herself. I think she's got a lot more interested now, or interesting now, than she was when she was Smiley Alexa Bliss. Since she went with Bray Wyatt, and you know, with the Firefly phone and all stuff like that, I think she's got a little bit more. But she's more interesting with the Fiend rather than on their own, if you know what I mean. In it's a bad guy scenario is where Macho Man and Queen Elizabeth were if you if you get that where I'm going, they were together, they're together. But it's a heel f- slash face way on doing it. It's an interesting way, let's put it that way. So as I said, from the Raw side with the rumble coming up, I can't see anyone from Raw winning. I can I don't even know where Austin Black is, is he on Raw or SmackDown? No one's seen him since uh Selena Vega flying, so <laughs> no one knows. By the way, huge waste of talent. But anyway, um yeah. The Royal Rumble coming through back, right? it's obviously going to be Goldberg versus Drew for the title. Um, if Goldberg wins, I'm probably never watching Raw ever again. Uh, I'll you know, that'll probably be oh three and a half minutes of spear spear kick one, two, three Drew McIntyre that's how it's going to go it's not going to be a long match so I wouldn't even bother All right that's Raw at the minute it's a very 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 poor product and it was an interesting interview or podcast it was I can't remember who it was and I listened to uh, the other week uh, the other day rather, um, with The Undertaking and he was saying about what the well we got asked what is take on the you know the ww product was now i don't think he was necessarily meaning the talent i think he was necessarily meaning creative and the product they're putting out there and basically he said it was shit uh, if you can find that on youtube or anywhere on spotify or anchor have a little look. I can't remember. I'll try and put in the description below where I found that, but it was a brilliant uh, listen, absolutely fantastic listen. Uh, but it was very, very honest, there, uh, take it. Um, and yeah, like I said, Raw is really, really poor at the minute. Uh, I'm going to do a quick one on NXT. Um, I think there will be a few. Uh, Entrance from NXT. Uh, I think we can go as far as saying I don't even know he's going to be in there. To be honest with you, NXT. they're going to. I don't want Adam Cole back in there because if Adam Cole's not winning it, then Adam Cole shouldn't be in the Rumble. He should be one of the main events. Is on SmackDown. because imagine Adam Cole? And Roman Reigns going for it. Jesus Christ, it's gold. Anyway, I'm a big, huge Adam Cole fan. Um, Rhea Ripley may maybe in the women's, which I think she probably will be because I know she was. Uh, I know she was due a call up uh, from the men's. The arch should have been for me. He may be there. Um, I think he probably will be. I'm going to plunk one out there now at 15 oh, 10, 15 15.10. in this podcast carrying cross who may as there's no real direction for the rumble, which normally you will carrying Cross could be in the top four or the final four in the rumble. There you go. I've said it, I'll go for them. Right? End of part one. Hello and welcome back to part two of episode two. A WWE special. Now, again. I'd like you to all get in touch with me if you can. And that's at the Beer Stash Sports Podcast on Twitter at Mick McKeown80. Now, last week we talked about all football related. This week we're talking about WWE and where we're going with the Rumble and towards WrestleMania now i'd just like to give another shout out to purple turtle prince now purple turtle prince will get you your personalized gifts without even leaving the house which we can't anyway at the minute so it's a good way of getting it okay we've got loads of things coming up valentine's day we've got birthdays even easter look a little bit ahead to that okay they'll do anything On any occasion, and that's Purple Turtle Prince on either Twitter or Facebook. Purple Turtle Prince, the good, believe me. So, we're now talking about SmackDown. We went through Raw in the first half of the show, now we're going through SmackDown. Now, SmackDown for me is probably the best show. in wrestling television at the minute. Especially the main events. Uh, I think every pay-per-view they've had, well, every pay-per-view WWE had, I think the SmackDown pay-per-views and the SmackDown matches are probably you know, the show stealers, especially the main events. And that comes down to probably two men, but I'll I'm gonna say this now Roman Reigns Since he's come back from his, um, from the COVID and he has to go off with, um, with, you know, recovering from leukemia and stuff like that, um, I think Roman Reigns has come back as the greatest, one of the greatest villains wrestling have seen for a long, long time. And I mean, he has come back like a... He's come back as an absolute bastard. He really has. And it's great to see. This is the Roman Reigns. As a WWE fan, we've wanted to see for years. Absolute years. Um, WWE didn't want to pull the trigger on a heel turn. And they've probably one of the one things they got right is this because they could have done it after we all begged um the after wrestlemania after be beat the taker uh we and he was going about this is my yard and the dog everyone was buying vain blood for him but he didn't probably turn until he came back this version of roman reigns is probably the best villain in wrestling at the minute and we have a you know there's a few in you know aw and stuff like you know there's some villains but roman reigns especially paired now with um paul heyman it's brilliant it really is brilliance um I think one of the reasons you've got to give props there to whoever's doing Smackdown needs to just do Raw as well because Raw compared to Smackdown there's no comparisons Uh, Smackdown is by far the most superior out of Raw and Smackdown NXT for the wrestling wise see bagsy, but the character work especially with the main event which makes you want to watch that pay-per-view is smackdown that's not just the main event i mean you've got sammy De- sammy zane he was off for you know six months he's come back and he's delivering a kick everyone with his new little gimmick where he's doing his own little documentary of how he was shafted out of the Intercontinental Championship. It's brilliant. And Sami Zayn is becoming a star. When probably Sami Zayn would have got punished if he was off if he was on Raw for saying no, I'm not coming back. You know. Um yeah. Big E pulled away from the new Day. Is a contender for the rumble. Well, I don't think you're winning, but he's a contender for the rumble. Which leads me now to the winner of the Royal Rumble on SmackDown, which is only going to be off SmackDown. If not, it may be off NXT. And I'm sort of pointed towards carrying and Crush uh, before. Um, I think we'll have a few uh, entrants in the Royal Rumble from them but I think the winner of the Rumble will be Daniel Bryan and uh, he deserves it I I like Daniel Bryan always like Daniel Bryan um, you know when he won the titles of Mania when he had to be Triple H in the first and then we went on to Batista um, in the main events I've always liked Daniel Bryan Uh, he's a very 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 good wrestler but he's wingling down now again you know and he's got one last hour but did he have that one last hour when he won the title at Mania? I still think he'll win the rumble which leads me to quite easily to the elimination chamber. Well, well, actually, go before the elimination chamber. We're going to go to the Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens third match out of three. Now, Kevin Owens has he's lost two gimmick matches, and this is going to be the third gimmick match he's going to face against Roman Reigns um now I'll put this on uh a question to um a podcast called monday night go and if you haven't listened to it give them a listen the brilliance brilliance uh with wrestling now i obviously we have kevin it should have been adam pierce versus roman reigns at the rumble but it was always going to be a dodge um there was always going to be something coming up somewhere uh but what i found very very interesting is now there's after last night obviously you know smackdowns on a friday so you have this for last yesterday today sorry yesterday <laughs> um and next friday now normally you'll have if there's a title match in two weeks you'll have a heel beating down a face this week and then next week before the rumble you'll have the face beating down the heel now what I thought was quite interesting today and I I don't know if this is deliberate or it was I don't know but it was brilliant you had Kevin Owens who was banned from the building last night on Smackdown Basically coming in and causing havoc, beating Roman Reigns down, throwing them through a table and standing tall. Now that for me normally smells of, you know what, that's the week before, not two weeks before the pay-per-view. Now next Friday will be interesting uh, and I don't think there's going to be a lot going on next Friday if I'm honest. I don't think it's going to be the explosions you think of. Uh, with Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns there's going to be something uh, but I like it where they're going with it now it's a last man standing match it's going to be a screwy finish again and it's the only way you're going to keep Kevin Owens high you know what I mean now what if there was a screwy finish next week at the Rumble and Daniel Bryan wins the rumble. Now, if I'm not mistaken, and I may be, so pull me up if I am, the Miz, who's been, you know, a bit inconspicuous the last week or so, still has the money in the bank briefcase, <clears throat> which has been poorly handled this year, but it's still live I don't think you know what to do with it so what happens if my theory is that Daniel Bryan goes on to win the Royal Rumble Roman Reigns wins against Kevin Owens but in a that much of or oh, a, a double DQ or a double yeah, last man standing which could happen a double count out a double Count to ten, okay. And the Miz somewhere gets involved. You have elimination chamber in between rumble and mania. You know, and whatever in between elimination chamber thing. What if the elimination chamber was for the money in the bank contract? Hence, KO gets his one last shot. Remember, Brian's had his WrestleMania moments. Reigns has had his WrestleMania moments. He beat Taikei. What if KO makes it to the WrestleMania main events and it's a triple threat? Now, Roman Reigns. Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens in a triple threat would absolutely blow the socks off WrestleMania. I think that might be the way forward. It keeps this way it keeps Daniel Bryan strong, it keeps Roman Reigns strong. Bryan's won the rumble. KO can beat or, or could pin Daniel Bryan to win the Universal title now I think that will be the main events at Wrestlemania I don't think they've got a lot of unless and it's a big unless unless we see The Rock come in at the Rumble and win the Rumble which I don't think is going to happen I think they're going to save that until next WrestleMania, The Rock versus Reigns. Okay? Now, as I said, I, thought, I don't think it's going to be huge. I don't think Edge is going to come back um, for the Rumble. Um, who else do you want to see come back? Stone Cold's not going to come back. You're not going to have The Undertaker coming back. Batista's not going to come back. There's not a lot of big name people. I think you should have Daniel Bryan come in at number two or three and last it and win it with a screwy finish in the Universal title match which should be um, which will be a show stealer um, the main event if it's McIntyre versus Goldberg then I'm done honestly I'm really I'm done but after as I said my top my final four for the Royal Rumble Will be Sami Zayn Daniel Bryan Big E and Carrying Cross Big E will Sorry, uh, Daniel Bryan, the carrying cross for the last two. I think that'll be brilliant. Um yep yeah, so as i said in short i think raw needs a whole new outlook i think smackdown is brilliant i think it's absolutely fantastic Storytelling, tale, talent and everything is absolutely fantastic um nxt continues to be nxt it's a brilliant product to watch and um, i really do enjoy watching it but there are big, huge holes in WWE storytelling at the minute. Um, if you haven't heard The Undertaker's uh, the podcast that he was on uh, this week or last week it was. Uh, I, seriously, if you're a wrestling fan, take it in. The man isn't WWE legend, but he was absolutely spot on with what he said with the current, pro- uh, current product and i don't think anyone could put it as well as he can and let's put this way you. you're always going to sit there and listen to take it aren't you it's mark freaking galloway absolute legend anyways i'm going to bid you phone farewell tonight i thank you very much if you're going to listen to this please 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 Get in touch with me on Twitter at the Beer Stash Sports Podcast at Mick McKion80. Please, if you have any questions for another podcast or any questions or any disagreements or any feedback on this podcast, please get back in touch with me. It's been a pleasure. Uh, thank you very much. Arrivederci.